You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Kathy Guggenhauer from That's it. <laughs> yeah, got it. Uh from expertvatraining.com. This is going to be an episode to watch. There's two parallel conversations going on here. One of them is about Kathy's journey as a program creator, but also we're going to mine her expertise and experience and how course creators, people building their own training programs and membership sites can leverage a virtual assistant. And uh, we'll get into that. At first, just looking at your training program, Kathy, what's in the stack? You, you just ran a, an event. You have a course. Do you do coaching? Like, and you, you help people become VAs, like the business of being a virtual assistant. Like, What's in the stack? I always like to know that with a course creator. Yeah. So what I discovered, first of all, I, my, just a little bit about my background. I was in corporate America. I was a marketing manager for a fortune 500 company. They told me I laughed and smiled too much. And then I was <laughs> so going to get promoted. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit. Yeah. And I accidentally fell into working as a virtual assistant. I didn't even know this was back in 2001 when nobody well, that's knew. That's pretty early. Assistant. Like in terms of internet, that was a long time ago. Yeah. To be a VA. I was a pioneer yeah. of VA. Yeah. And I quickly built a six figure VA business, which back then nobody thought was possible. You know, it's one of those things where if you haven't, if it hasn't happened yet, then it's not possible. How many um, clients did but, you have? Was that one uh, well, or many? Yeah, no, it was, I was a VA for real estate agents. Okay. And by the time, yeah, by the time 2008 hit, you know, when the market tanked, by then I had built my own team of virtual assistants and I had 70 clients and I was earning multiple six figures. As wow. A that's, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, to, and, and at that point still 2008 is still uh, early days for online business, really. So you're. Yeah. You're just a and, forward thinker. <laughs> and that's when I also said, hey, what am I doing training all these virtual assistants for free on how to do this stuff? I need to start teaching. And that's when in 2008 is when I started my own training program. So I've had my own online course for a little over 10 years now. I just had my 10-year anniversary last August. That is awesome. Online. That's yeah. a, that's. I mean, that's old school for an online course. And that's over at expertvatraining.com where mm -hmm. people can find that's that. Right. And yeah. what's in the stack? What do you have in there? Is it so in content? The stack, what I, yeah. yeah. So I have um, started off small. So you can tell I can go every which direction. Yeah. I did it the way I believe is the best way to build a course. And Chris, you and I talked about this and we're on the same page with this, I believe, which is um, I had a beta training course. I had written nothing but an outline of what yeah. I was going to train. I brought in my first four students, paying students, and I held that live. Um, I think it was a six week course at the time and recorded it all. Um, there was no Zoom back then, yeah. so I recorded it all on audio. I stuck it in Box.com. Dropbox, I don't think, was even available yet. So I stuck it in Box.com and shared from there. That's how I did it. And I had my own WordPress site. And then every time I would do it, I would improve a bit on it, record yeah. it again. And so I never did it without already selling. You know, So I was earning money as I created it. That's I think there's a lot created. of wisdom to that. And here we are of this recording is 2019. And I know of course creators to this day who still validate with videos in a Dropbox folder. They're not really concerned about the website, the LMS. They're like, let me make sure my training works and that people will buy it before I go like build a whole complex platform. Right. Right. Yeah. And my next step after that was then to have software. Yours wasn't available back then, unfortunately, with my WordPress site, which, man, I, I loved it. I love yeah. that. I, 
I'm still a huge WordPress fan, huge plugin like LMS fan. In fact, that's what I recommend everybody get as a website is WordPress site. So my stack is um, the training, which now has grown to 24 lessons that drip out over six months. And how, it's all recorded. How long are the lessons? Video They're lessons. 90 minutes each. 90 so these minutes. are like in-depth, like people Very always have. People always ask me, like, uh, how long should a lesson be? I'm like, well, it depends. So you're saying 90 minutes, and that works. I mean, if I was going to... Yeah, learn, mine, are, mine are 60 to 90 minutes. 60 to 90. So they're like, I mean, these people are committed, and they're focused. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and each, each lesson, so I, you know, I want to teach in the way that I learn best. So each lesson starts with what I'm going to teach, why you need to know it, then I teach it, and then you put it into action. So each one ends with an action item that they actually do what I just taught. I just want to restate that. You. So it's yeah, why, what, how, and then go do something. Go do it. Go execute. What? Why? Yeah. yeah. What? What it is? Why? Because I, Chris, do you want to take the time to spend sixty to ninety minutes if you don't know why you're learning this? No, that's the most important thing for motivation. Yeah. Like you need to be motivated. Yeah. Like, oh, this is why or this works or why I need to know this. Right. Yeah. And then, the, then I teach the what, and then you put it into action. Yeah. And uh, my program includes six months of coaching. So when you do the action item, you send it to your coach who reviews it and gives you feedback. And each lesson also has res resources so they can click on links to go learn more. Okay. And uh, checklist templates, um, con you know, contracts, whatever it is that I've talked about in that. If I tell them send an email, there's an email template. If I tell them to make a phone call, there's script. If I tell them to put, fill out a contract, there's a contract template. So it's almost cliche or like people don't always trust it when they hear what I'm about to say, which is business in a box. But it literally is a bit. This is the business. This is how it works and everything, but also here's everything you need to implement what we talk about. I mean, that's like end that's to end right. business. It's really business in a box plus training on how to drive it, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. coaching to, to make sure that you're driving correctly to help you correct as you go. Wow. Very because cool. no matter how good a course is, this is really how I believe, and I have been uh, you know, improving mine for the last 10 years, no matter how good it is, and by the way, I also provide it in three formats because we all learn differently. So video, audio, and what I call trainer's notes. It's okay. somewhat of a transcript, but it's not my little funny asides. Ha ha, don't you know the way I said funny? <laughs> <laughs> I love like that. You're taking it. You're making me feel lazy for doing a transcript on this podcast. I, I, you know, I need to uh, step up uh, my game. great. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. But I just don't do the transcript. I do I, I do what's called what I call trainer's notes. It's like a transcript. Um, so if they want to read it, they want to listen to it, they want to watch it, or they can do all three. And often they do all three because I want them to be able to learn it the best way possible for them. Wow, that's uh that's really good. Um <clears throat> how how did you get to this place where I guess let me say it this way, there's a quote I love which is uh, people don't want a suggestion. They want a solution. And I see a lot of course creators or training program creators, they create a suggestion or, or like their content is like, you should do this. It's like kind of a suggestion, but you're actually providing a solution, which is here is this business. I mean, you have a lot of suggestions in it, I'm sure, but you're also yeah. giving them everything they need to create the solution of having a mm -hmm. VA business. How did you mm -hmm. go from just content creator to solution creator? Um, you know, I just knew that the problem. Okay. So now thanks for having me think about that because what I realized um, after I did some research. So of course, you know, I'm like, well, heck I'm just going to teach people how to do what I do. But then after I did it for a little bit, I'm like, you know what? I'm not, quite getting exactly what it is I feel like they need. So I interviewed um, some of my ideal clients to find out what 
is the real sticking point here. And by the way, these kind of interviews, you know how people do discovery sessions to get people to sign up for something expensive? Well, yeah. that's really what I did. I did discovery sessions and I you know, recorded them and took notes on them so that I found those words, those problems that they really had. And yeah. then that's how I created this bigger program that encompassed what they really needed. And the words that my ideal client kept saying was, I need to know how to find, get, and keep clients. Yeah, And that's it. That's what I did. How did you um, get really crystal clear on your target audience? And could you describe what, for your industry and for your niche, this is somebody who could potentially be a, 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 pursue a career in VA. Like, How do you mm -hmm. describe that customer profile or archetype or whatever you want to call it? So I, first of all, took me a long time to get here because, you know, this is a refinement, 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 right? Yeah. And you're constantly yeah. refining it. And I have done a lot of testing at this point. But again, you just jump in and start doing it and start selling, right? Yeah. You don't wait. I don't want to wait to make money. I want to make money all along the way. <laughs> yeah. So I have made money all along the way. Yeah. Um, my, what I realized I wanted was VAs who are professional, proactive problem solvers, yeah. okay? And I wanted people to come into my program who already have that as part of who they are. So these, okay? are, these are psychographics, not demographics. They're ways of being in the world. They're personality traits. They're not necessarily like, you know, women between the age of 37 and 52 or whatever, right? I have that too. I have okay. that part too. <laughs> But to me, that was the most important, okay? Because there, to be a VA, all you have to do is say, I'm a VA, and you are, okay? Yeah, you but can that's just put, a, put your profile on the internet somewhere and be like, I'm ready yeah. for hire. This is my rate, right? That's right. Um, my program, I call it the Ivy League of VA training. And that's who I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who are in, who are that caliber of an individual already, who already have some professional background, uh, like they they're a teacher or a manager or an office manager. Um, I was a marketing manager, uh, an executive assistant, something like that. So somebody who's already been in the professional field and who now wants to either have a side hustle as a VA or is looking to go full-time into being a VA. And they don't even have to know which one up front. They are women yeah. between the ages of 30 and 55. I was pretty close. So here, <laughs> you were very close yeah. and primarily in the United States. I don't speak any other language, so I will work with people in other English speaking countries, but for the most part, they're in the United States. Um, and the reason that 55 is a really definitive cutoff for me, not that I won't take people older than that. I'm older than that, but my target market stops there because again, from talking with people during the discovery calls, I discovered that after the age of 55, they don't really want to start a business then. Most of them yeah. don't want to. They're ready to retire. Before the age of 55, yeah, they're still all going how to start a business. Just as we explore, because you're obviously really clear on your customer or student avatar. Um, mm -hmm. the, I think the obvious one is, let's say somebody had a corporate job and they had their, chi their child, but they want to keep a mm -hmm. toe in the workforce and want to figure out location independence so they can work from home. What are some other reasons that your that drive people into a you know being a good fit for you know VA style business besides having kids and working from home. Yeah, so it's three Fs. It's flexibility, yeah. freedom, financial security. Okay. Mm -hmm. And again, this is for me listening to what people told me on the phone. Yeah. The flexibility, they want to be able to, whether it's their child's or their grandchild's events, they want to have time to go to those. Yeah. Whether it's their child or their grandchild that's sick at school, they wouldn't be able to go pick them up. Okay. Freedom. You talked about travel. People love to travel. They want to travel. Um, they want to be able to take this with them. If they're a grandparent, they want to go stay at their son's or daughter's house and take care of that grandchild for three months out of the year or something like that. Yeah. And then the financial security, you know, that's kind of an, an, automatic there. But one of the big things I heard them say to me over and over again is I want to take the burden off my spouse and I want to contribute more financially to the income, to the household income now. 
Yeah. So for example, my husband, after I got my VA business up and running, he was able to fully retire and just take care of me, just, just take care of me and our three dogs. Yeah. So I make the income. He does the, whatever he wants to do. <laughs> Today he's putting in a garden. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, this is, this is fascinating. And it shows, I mean, it's very intentional and very iterative, constantly improving how you do things. I wanted to ask you another question that I think our listener is thinking is, you mentioned getting so much value from those interviews with your ideal audience and phone conversations. How did you get to those? Like, how did you get end up being on the phone with prospective people who would be a good fit for your course before they knew about you? Or maybe, or if they did know about you, how did they already know about you? Yeah, so primarily what I did um, because if you're a course creator and trainer, you probably like to talk like I do and you like to train like I do. So I just tapped into that and I did free training. Um, I did Facebook live, um, before Facebook live was available. Let's see what's what webinar system. Oh, I had to go to webinar for a long time. I used to go to webinar and I did free training. Yeah. And the thing that people love about free training and like you and I talking here, Chris, is they get to know your personality. They get yeah. to see how you teach and they start to relate to you or not relate to you. And I would rather people immediately relate or immediately not relate. So um, you're doing like, well, yes, it's, like no. <laughs> it's like uh, it's attraction. It's content marketing. You're adding value for yes. free, uh, mm -hmm. whether that's social media or uh, forums or blog comments or wherever, like you're attracting those conversations. People are like, Hey, you're adding value first. I think that's a really yeah. um, awesome. And point. then at the end, my call to action was sign up for, I call mine a breakthrough session, sign up for a breakthrough session, a free breakthrough session with me. Yeah. And that's like, I hear people being concerned about giving their time away for free or whatever, but it's like, you haven't even started yet. Like <laughs> what's just getting somebody on the phone is super valuable. And I've heard it called a strategy session. You're calling it a breakthrough session, discovery call. Um, those 15-minute conversations, even if you do them for like a month, and you're, even if they fill up pretty big, that's actually a good thing. And you're going to learn so much that it's going to save you time and you're just going to be all that much more relevant in whatever it is you do create in your program. I think that's yeah. brilliant. And Chris, here's another uh, thing that I did was I did the webinars, like I had a one hour webinar that I did live for probably 15 weeks in a row. And every time I did it, I once a week for 15 okay. weeks in a row. And free I tried different free. days of the week, free, different yeah. days of the week, different times of day. I tweaked the content until it got really, really good. And it was converting a lot of people to the breakthrough sessions. What and was I recorded the every one of them. What was the pitch of the okay. webinar? Like how to start or like what, what was the angle you took for that piece of free content? So the angle I took was, are you ready? Two things. Are you ready to be an expert VA? And the quick start success tips to do so if you are ready. Cool. And I had a five question quiz that they took during the webinar to determine if they were ready or not. And if they had answered four yeses out of the five, then they should sign up for the breakthrough session because they were ready. Oh, that's cool. See, this is so much of a solution, not just good ideas, like suggestions about the VA opportunity or whatever. It's, it's very targeted. I love it. Well, any and other part of what I did in yeah. that five questions was I also talked about the amount of time that they needed to be able to um, commit to doing this five to 10 hours a week minimum. If they weren't able to do that, they shouldn't sign up for the breakthrough session and they, they should be able to um, spend up to 10,000 in their first year creating their business. So if they weren't able to do that, then they shouldn't sign up for the breakthrough session. So I was pre-qualifying. Yeah, you're qualifying the leads to make sure they're willing to do the work and that they can afford to invest in the training and, and to build a mm -hmm. business because it's, you know, it's it takes time and investment to open a business. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, before we switch into like the virtual assistant industry and how they can help course creators, is there any other like advice you have for somebody creating a program or who's trying to make their program better that you feel is a hard won truth or lesson that helped you make your program as good and continue to grow? Um, do it. Yeah. Sell it. Sell it first. 
sell it, sell it, sell it, sell it, then give it. Because if you give it for free to everybody, they're not going to really give you good feedback. Sell it. They need to be paying you something to take it and then, you know, get them involved in helping you improve it. They, they love that. They love giving you tips. They love saving the money. Um, and like, for example, with me, when I would do a beta program, so, you know, the very first time I'm ever doing my course, I would usually charge like 20% of what my full price was going to be. And that's how I marketed it was here's going to be the full price. Here's what you get it for right now. And in exchange for getting it that inexpensively, I want, you know, you have to commit to giving me feedback on every single lesson, giving me suggestions on how to prove it and improve it and all those things. And I'm making money and getting help on building my training. I love that's that my I, number one. Yeah, I love that idea. And I'm just going to rephrase it because uh, I get asked this so many times or people are just unsure how to pilot or do the, the beta that mm -hmm. if you have a thousand dollar course, what you're saying is do not give it away for free and get asked for feedback. Sell it. It's fine to sell it at a 80% off. So for $200, mm -hmm. the first time you launch it so that no, there's some urgency there for people to buy because like there's a deal that's going to go away that's never going to come back. But in exchange for the big discount, you're not devaluing mm -hmm. the course. You're just saying it's new. In exchange for this good deal, I'm expecting a lot of feedback from you about what's resonating, what's not, how I can improve it, mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's just that is a that's rock exactly solid right. tip. Um, so VA stands for virtual assistant. I hired a mm -hmm. my VA. Uh, five years ago is the best move I ever did. Um, she is based in the U.S. and uh, it's just the dramatic what that's been able to do, and it, it's just turned into just an awesome relationship and a, a great person to work with. And I'm just grateful for that. Um, what could you describe like what a VA does? And especially mm -hmm. as somebody who's kind of new to the online business world, like we have some mm -hmm. experts and teachers who listen to that, this podcast that are new to online business and may not even be familiar with it. So what does, what does a VA do? So a virtual assistant is an independent contractor. So they are not your employee. Um, now, could you hire them as an employee? Yes. And depending on where you live, you may choose to do that or what your business model is, but starting out, I highly recommend hiring them as an independent contractor, if at all possible, because they literally will work on demand. Okay. Yeah. So what I mean by that is um, I recommend if it's your very first one, hire somebody for a minimum of zero hours a month. In other words, there's no requirement on how yeah. much you have to use their service in any one month and maybe a max of 10 hours in any one month. And I call that a not to be exceeded monthly budget, which means if I have 10 hours worth of work, great, you do it and charge me for it. If I don't and you do like three and a half hours worth of work, I only pay for three and a half hours worth of work. And that's the beauty of the VA is they work on demand. It's not built in that you have to pay this every month. Okay, so that's how I recommend working with them. And then secondarily, I highly recommend getting a specialized virtual assistant. What are the so specialties? Have, yeah, so especially it can be Lyft or LMS. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they could specialize in that. And I highly recommend if you use Lyft or LMS that you get a VA who specializes in working in that because they already know how to do it. They already take training on it. They already use it. If they don't, then they're going to give you a discounted rate while they learn it while they're working with you. Um, and then they'll be a specialist in it and they're going to know all the little ins and outs of how to use it better than you will because you won't be using it every day. You shouldn't be. You should be the one doing the training, not doing that back end work. That's so that's awesome. an example. Yeah. I have VAs who do, um, I was sharing with Chris, I use, I use Zoom to do all of my training and I record it. It records to the cloud. And then I have a VA who goes in, downloads it from the cloud, puts it into Wistia. And then all they have to do is take that link to drop it into your lesson. And all I had to do was the training part of it. I don't have to do the rest. She also then emails everybody that's supposed to get access to that training and you know, and I'm on to creating my next marketing thing or my next Facebook Live or my next training that I'm charging for. So what I'm else? doing the stuff I love to do, not that back-end stuff that I don't want to have to do. 
what else could you outsource besides, you know, website tasks? So bookkeeping. Yeah. Um, there are VAs who specialize as bookkeepers. Um, in fact, I think most of the people, Chris, that listen to you probably want to create their own courses. But if let me give you an example of somebody who might not want to. Professional yeah. speakers. As a virtual yeah. assistant, I worked for professional speakers. I would take their books yeah. and I would um, use the book that they had written to create blog posts, to create their newsletters, and I could create a course for them. So that's a, that's a skill I would call instructional designer, maybe. If you're turning it into a course or you're repurposing content, like if there's a speaker. Repurposing is what I call it, yeah. If there's a speaker and you have a video of the speech or whatever, there's all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. you could do with that. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's brilliant. Yeah, and even if the course creator does create the course, a lot of times they don't want to create PowerPoints to go with it. So you could give the material that you've created whatever you have done to the VA, the VA could create the PowerPoint, could make whatever other materials you want to go with it, um, uh, brand it for you and do that. They can also do social media marketing, Facebook ads, um, pretty much you name it, they can do it. The only thing they can't do is deliver coffee personally to you, but they can have it <laughs> delivered. What should people check their expectations on that they should should not and cannot really outsource to a VA? You know, what's outside of the bubble? You know, you can't just outsource your entire life and business. Like what's what do they have to hang on to as a business owner in a course? So, space? Yeah. So anything that should really be considered personal assistance. Okay. Like they need to be there at your house to do it. Um, right. Now, me personally, I have very little of that kind of stuff because um, I have a husband who does it all. <laughs> he does my laundry. <laughs> he cooks. Uh, we do have a house cleaner. Um, but even things like I hired a virtual assistant to send out my thank you cards and to buy and send gifts and things like that. So there are very few things that a VA cannot do. But not all VAs can do everything like the one I hired to do the greeting cards and the gift giving. She's not good at the techie stuff. Yeah. So, you know, be sure that you're matching the right person with the right task. And you can have more than one, right? Oh yeah. I highly yeah. recommend start with one. Yeah. Like I told you, start with one, get a feel and then you'll get hooked uh, because it is so freeing to turn over that work to that VA. And, you know, once you, once you make sure that they know what they're doing, they actually do the work. Like I never look at a blog post anymore. They're just done. I never look at a newsletter anymore. They're just done. Um, I have, I have created my own sales team of VAs and I hired a VA to do all of the commission work. So she has a spreadsheet that she has all my commission that I have to pay out on there. And she literally sends that to my salespeople. I mean, I run my entire business with virtual assistants. I think you um, you also handled another objection I've heard about VAs, which is especially for somebody who's just getting started in their course business. Did you say zero to 10 hours a month to start? So 10 hours a month, which is basically like two and a half hours a week or, or something like that, is not a mm -hmm. huge commitment to start mm -hmm. testing the waters and seeing what it's like right. to to outsource and expand your capacity of what you can accomplish in a day. So that's, that's brilliant. I, I recommend a budget of $250 a month to get started. So find a VA that you can pay about $25 an hour. Yeah. Um, have them ma max out at 10 hours a month, not a requirement on any level, no minimum, no maximum. Okay. Max at 10 yeah. up to 10 is how I should say it, up to 10. Right. And your total budget is $250 if they go that high. But then you don't have to worry about, I don't have enough work for them this month. It doesn't matter. That is, that is beautiful. Um, where else could course creators use VAs? So um, social media. I have a VA who, like, do you have a group? One of the great ways to get clients to come to you to, to get students to join your course is to have a free closed group in social yeah. media in your niche. And yeah. 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 And um, my, I think my group's like 3000 people now. And I have a VA who goes in there and welcomes everybody every week, you know, 
yeah. keeps them inter interacting with each other. Um, and he also does all my memes, you know, the branding with the quotes and things like that. And that goes out on all my social media platforms every week. He does all of that. I don't have to think about it. He takes care of all of it. Wow. You mentioned uh, blog articles. One of the things I noticed course creators especially are they're, they're really time strapped. I mean, everybody's crazy busy, but oh, yeah. course creators, you got all this stuff going on. Oh, yeah. You're so busy creating content for your training program that it's easy to not have content on the free front end that uh, is good for search engines and other things. How, yeah. When you outsource a blog post, what are they creating that content from? Like, How does the VA create the blog post? Or do they invent topics on their own? Or how does it work? So here's how I like to start out with any new blogger that I bring on. Okay. Um, I come up, I write the blog post and send it to them and they edit it. Okay. Okay. And, and they load it and they SEO it and they put a picture on, which is a lot. And then once a I, yeah. It is. And once I see that they can do that, I might do that a couple of times. Then I have them write it first. I'll give them a topic. They write it. They send it to me. I edit it. And then they load it and do all those things I named. Okay. And then once I'm comfortable with that, that they've got my voice, they know what I'm looking for. Then I say, now you come up with the topics, send me the list of topics you're thinking about doing, and I'll approve them or suggest other things. They send me those topics. I approve or disapprove, suggest. And then I tell them when I want them to go out, like every Tuesday, for example. Wow. Um, and now they're doing it. Wow. And, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So and I like to pay based on the number of words in a blog post. So like if you want a short one, like if you want a 250 word blog post, you can pay about $30 for everything I just named. Yeah. If you want a 500 word, pay about 50 for everything I just named. When they come up with the topic and write it and everything. Okay. If you want a thousand word, about $80, $90. So it's, it's not just hourly work. You can also do per unit pricing. Which is That's brilliant because right. then everybody's happy. If they're happy with the, what they get and you're happy with, mm -hmm. you know, what you get for that price point, mm -hmm. then you've got, you know, if somebody's being needs to spend a little extra time and go to a coffee shop and think about it. Everybody's just happy. They know, they know what's coming out of the product-based pricing or the unit-based And pricing. Chris, that's exactly why I do the blog that way because uh, brilliant writers can take super short time, brilliant writers can take a really long time. And I don't want to pay different based on that. I want to <laughs> yeah. pay based on the result. So that's that is, why I pay that way. Wow, that is awesome. You mentioned, um, I can tell you've been doing this for a while because you have, uh, like there's different perspectives. One perspective is that you want to hire a VA who's already a specialist. But at the same time, like with your, your blog post um, example, you want to... Uh, train people as well to like, you know, get in the flow before you release them a hundred percent. Could you right. speak a little bit more to like those two perspectives and how those don't necessarily conflict with each other? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I'm looking for in a blog writer, for example, really what I'm looking for in anybody um, that I hire is I want somebody who is really good at their area of specialization already. Cause I don't want to teach them how to write a blog post. I just want to teach them what my preferences are. Your process. Right? And that's the way my process, my preferences. Yeah. In fact, legally, okay, independent contractors, you cannot teach them the process. They're supposed to know that already. Okay. Or not the process, the skill, the, the you, I can't teach them how to blog. If they are my independent contractor, they should already know how to do that. Okay. Did you know that? I did know that. So there's a couple, we should touch <laughs> on this. So you and I have been, okay doing 1099 independent contractor outsourcing for a while. And there's mm -hmm. some things that you, you're not supposed to do. You can't like set their schedule. I believe you can't right. require you can't meetings. Um, right. You can't set their rate. Uh, what else is out you there? Can suggest it. You can suggest it. You can well, say, no, I won't take that rate. Um, and then yeah. they can offer something else. But yeah, you can't say, I am going to pay this and nothing else. And they say, you know, no. You, okay, then it's no. But you can also um, you, be like, I'm going to hire, I'm hiring this VA position at this, like. Right. So you can. It's kind yeah. of semantics. Right, <laughs> right. What else do we need to know but, about working with independent contractors? 
that you um you need to have a contract you need to have a contract okay and the ones that i teach the expert vas and virtual experts that's the titles that they have they know how to write their own contracts i here's what i tell um, any va that i'm thinking about hiring don't give me homework i am not hiring you to give me work to do if you're thinking about giving me work you're not going to get hired right (laughs) so i want them to take work off my plate for good and no it doesn't happen instantly because they have to learn things like um you know what font do i prefer to use what time you know like i just hired one to do all my email because i can't keep up with my email anymore what do you mean by that do you mean your personal email or your email list to your emails or emails to your audience or what do you mean yeah so email marketing i've already outsourced years ago Um, (laughs) (laughs) no i'm talking about my personal and business email I have yeah. it all coming into G- my Gmail account. And like by the time I get back there after this interview with you, I'll have another 200 emails. Okay. What do you, so, why are you getting so much inbound, inbound email? Where's that coming from? Because uh, I do a lot of advertising and I have an Evergreen webinar. You know, that webinar I talked about, well, it's yep. now Evergreen. And so they'll email me and, you know, luckily my email marketing is good enough that they think I'm really emailing them and saying, yeah. Don't stand me up and they'll email and say, I'm really sorry, but my daughter got sick. Right. (laughs) Could I, could I watch it another time? Yeah. So the person who does my email, she knows copy and paste or do a canned email and send it out to them. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on something you just said, which I've experienced before when I've hired independent contractors, where all of a sudden I feel like, I'm getting more work when I was trying to delegate work. And sometimes it's my fault. Like maybe I didn't realize how I was trying to outsource something that I didn't understand. And therefore it is kind of my fault that like, well, they need to know all this stuff so that they can do their job and they need to like explore some preferences and whatever. But other times I felt like it's like, I'm trying to get in this piece and it keeps being pushed back to me. Can you expand on that a little bit? Like, What does that look like when it goes well? What does that look like when it goes wrong? Mm -hmm. Okay, so a couple of things. You know, when um, you have your course that you've created and somebody buys, you want to have a really good onboarding experience for that student, right? Yeah. So, for example, here's another thing you can have a VA do for you. I have a VA do this for me. Um, When a new student comes in, immediately they get a link to schedule a Zoom session with the VA who is my onboarding VA. And she actually takes them in the back end of my membership section and shows them around, shows them how to access things. That's a brilliant idea. I love that idea. It has really increased my retention. It has really increased my retention because they have a lot of questions and a lot of fear and things like that. Or how to use the Um, website or whatever. Yes. Yes. So um, it's money well spent. It takes 15 minutes for her to to do that session. And people love it. I tried recording it and just having them watch the recording. It did not work as well. My retention went down. So live is the way to go. Um, So that's what you should do with your VA. And if you have a professional VA who knows what she's doing, she has an onboarding process that she will take you through. So she'll know exactly what to ask you. I need this login. I, what color do you want this in? Where's your logo? She knows all those things she needs from you and she can batch get them from you in the shortest period of time versus somebody who's really new to this and doesn't know. They're just going to be like, oh, oops, I needed this. Can you give it to me now? And that's when it's going to feel more like homework for you. Right. And also an emergency or it's like now we're getting behind or or we're late. Yes. Oh yeah. And B, one of the things you want to be really, really clear about is setting expectations on deadlines. Okay. And if you're the type like me, I, at the beginning, I would be like, well, just whenever you feel like doing it. Well, I didn't really mean that. Right. (laughs) I didn't really mean that. So don't say that. Give them a deadline because without deadlines, nothing gets done in the timeframe you want it to get done. What do you recommend for people that are working with VAs where sometimes priorities change and like you might need to uh, like reprioritize what a certain VA is working on? How do they handle that without like sometimes they I, I just know me working with clients and then also me working with VAs like sometimes things change. What's mm-hmm. the best way to navigate that from both sides? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So what I suggest, um, if you're if you prefer email, do it via email. If you prefer actually talking with somebody, have a quick Zoom session. This should and the Zoom session should only take 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you do it via email, it'll take even less time. So every week, and I prefer it on Friday afternoons, I want an email from all my VAs saying, here's what I got done. Here's what I still need to do. I'm not sure about this. Yeah. Okay. And then I can do a quick, fabulous, oh my gosh, that needs to be done tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Let's reprioritize. And then great. And done. Move on. Oh, that's cool. So that's I've, heard people, I've heard people, some people say they, they do that. Like they want to end of the day report into the, that sounds a little excessive to me, but end of the week. Yeah, I don't want to end of the day. I don't want to end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much email. Right. You could also use Slack or Asana or any of those. What uh, about, um, like. do you do live meetings or is it mostly, uh, or do you try to avoid that? That or, is a time suck. Okay. Live in person is a time yeah. suck. Think about the travel and yeah. then how you doing? How's your dog? You know, like you can hear my dog's barking right now. <laughs> I think the UPS person is there. <laughs> <laughs> so I do no personal. I have never done personal meetings. Even if the person lives close to me, I don't do in-person meetings. So you try to keep it to the written word by email or t SMS or whatever. Everything is either via Zoom. I do a lot. How about you, Chris? I know you're like me. We're on Zoom almost all day long now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I meet people mainly via Zoom, um, sometimes via the phone and a lot with email back and forth. Or I'm really, I am not, I have never been a big techie person. Yeah. Um, I know I was a VA, but I was not doing techie stuff as a VA. I was doing marketing, which is, you know, my background. Yeah. And so now I'm using Slack and Asana. Okay. Um, screaming and kicking the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You know, I think uh, like if somebody's listening to this and, and maybe they're an aspiring course creator, but they're still in their job and they're, um, they're having a hard time just making the leap to successful course training program that replaces my income. Becoming a VA, like in many ways, like, I kind of started as a website building VA for people. And then later I built an agency and it got much bigger and I built a product or whatever. But like, it's not that hard to hang your shingle if you have some expertise and get going. But what, what is like with your program and experience working with people who want to explore VA, like what are the key things that they need to get right if they want to launch a VA business that you see go wrong if they don't really put a lot of forethought or invest in their training with like your program? Yeah. So first of all, just let me address what you just said about what if they have a job and they need money and they didn't get their course going yet, because that's really where, where I was. I knew I wanted to do this training, but I didn't know how to make money at it yet. Okay, how to make serious money at it. And I it wanted serious money. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I was making trickle money, but not serious money. Yeah. So I did my VA business uh, three quarters of the time while I built up my training business. And to me, the beauty of doing that is as a virtual assistant, when you specialize in whatever it is that you're going to train on. Um, so, for example, if you're going to teach professional speakers how to write a book. Well, work as a VA for professional speakers who are writing a book, because then you learn all the ins and outs of what they really need. So I did that with real estate agents. As I said, I had 70 real estate agents. So I really grasped what they needed and what they needed was very inexpensive blog posts. So before I ever created my course, I created um, a membership site for real estate agents where I sold blog posts, 20 blog posts a month to real estate agents across the U.S. and Canada. And I was able to do that because I learned as a VA what they really needed. And that's what you could do as a VA. You can really get inside of your ideal client, see what they really need, and then create a course of what they really need. So you're basically me, getting brilliant. paid. You're, you're getting paid to basically become more relevant and discover the pain points that you're going to build a training program yeah. Yeah. And you can build your email list while you're doing that. You make money. I call my VA business my cash cow. Okay. 
<laughs> because just to give you an idea, um, and not everybody is like this, um, but I can tell you my businesses were, um, the VA overhead, the overhead for the VA business is a very low cost. I mean, you okay. need a computer. And ideally, if you want to make the highest amount, a website. If you don't, if you want to stay a general admin or a subcontractor, just a LinkedIn profile is all you need. Wow. Okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very low overhead as a VA. Now, once I became a coach and a trainer full-time, <sighs> yeah. my overhead skyrocketed, skyrocketed. And primarily marketing, Facebook ads. Yep. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I spent a fortune on Facebook ads. <laughs> so my last question before we wrap up, if somebody's working with VA and let's say they want to work with a VA in the United States, what's a, what's a reasonable price range for that, that they should expect to pay for a high quality virtual assistant? You mentioned $25 at one point during this call. Is that the low end, the middle, the high end? What is that? Mm -hmm. So the average virtual assistant who specializes in something in the U.S. who is good at what they do. So they're that professional, proactive, problem-solving virtual assistant that yeah. you do want. Okay, yeah. They're $45 an hour on the average, but they yeah. have the expertise and the experience. If they are newer, they've specialized, but they're newer, then you can get them as low as $25 an hour. Okay. And then they will gradually increase their rate as they get better and better and more and more experienced. Okay. If you want a general admin and you know, sometimes that is what you want. You just want data entry or something like that. Then it's $25 an hour. Gotcha. Cool. If you want infusion soft, $75 yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> complex, marketing automation and a software tool. I mean, there's strategy in there. There's tech shops in there. There's a lot of communication and, and whatnot. And mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so Kathy Guggenauer at expertvatraining.com. What's the best way to connect with you? How can people find your webinar? Where do you want to send the good course creators and membership site builders okay. listening to this? Well, Chris, um, if you don't mind, I'd love to offer a free VA matchmaking session to anybody looking for a virtual assistant. That would be great. Tell us more. Okay. Okay. So I have a virtual assistant in my group who knows um, almost as much as I do about working with virtual assistants. And so if you email me, I'll connect you with her and she will interview you for 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, find out what you really need. If you're not sure what you need, she'll help you figure out what you really need in a VA. Okay. Yeah. You'll like list everything you're thinking about. She'll go, yes, yes, yes. Let's fix priorities. Okay. Let me send you. And then she'll email you a list of three virtual assistants that fit your needs. Okay. Not 30, three. Um, Three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because you don't want to interview 30. You want right. to interview three. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she'll send you a link to learn a little bit more about them. And then if you want to just reach out directly to them and interview, she'll also talk with you about how to interview them and things like that if you want to do that. So that's what a free VA matchmaking session is. And to get one of those, all you have to do is email me, Kathy, K A T H Y, at expertvatraining.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube or on a, on looking at the podcast replay page, we'll have that uh, email down below the down below there. So, anywhere else? Anything else, Kathy? Nope. ExpertVATraining.com. Awesome. You can find me. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us, uh, both about working with VAs, but also your journey as a course creator, training program creator, because. Um, you dropped a lot of, you know, hard won nuggets of wisdom and ideas that I think people are going to get a ton of value from. So thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Well, if, I, if you don't mind, I just want to end with two things. One is I've never been as fulfilled in my life as I am now doing my course creation and coaching and training. I love it so much. I call it my baby. It's my baby that I have given birth to. And um, not only do I love it, I never feel like I'm working. I'd rather do this than anything else that I do. Um, I used to have hobbies. <laughs> now I yeah. don't even care about them anymore because this is so much fun. Because as a course creator, you're really helping other people. 
you're helping them so much. And that is, there's nothing more fulfilling to me than that. And then finally, I want to say thank you to you, Chris. I really appreciate you having me on here today. Yeah, you're very welcome. I got to ask you one more question. Um, mm -hmm. In the course creator space, I, I see that people are often driven by either impact, kind of like what you're talking about, to at least mm -hmm. that fulfillment or income, like making money and needing to build a business. And I'm not saying one's mm -hmm. right or wrong. They're both kind of work together. Right. But what is it for you that makes this kind of uh, work that you do? Uh, what, what makes it so fulfilling? Is it, is it the money? Is it the changing lives? Is it connecting with all the people? What is it? Well, the, first of all, the money to me, I, I have to make an income. I have to make a living. I have to pay my bills. And I am the breadwinner. You're in the my sole family. breadwinner, right? Yeah. 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 My husband, you know, takes care of me. So, right. um, and to me, I have fun. You know, it's like self-competition yeah. uh, to see how much I can make. How, yeah. how many times over last year's, you know, can I, like I just did a live event I was telling you and yeah. last year's live event compared to this year's live event, we 10 X'd it. We 10 wow. X'd it in one year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cool so thing about these. You can scan it. There's literally, I mean, when you're outsourcing, what either through people processes or automation, there's really no limit to what you can scale. I mean, I don't know if you That's want right. to manage 700 instead of 70 VAs or whatever, but uh, yeah, there's, there and really you is. Hire no. VAs to man you can hire VAs to manage those VAs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have project managers who manage, I have 21 VAs that work with me and I have three project managers who oversee all of them. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. So that is like the fun. The money is the fun. I have to have it and it's fun, but it's short term fun. All right. Yeah. The fulfillment, watching the people who take my course, who change their lives, who, who have more fulfilling lives, who are financially secure, who are able to leave jobs. I mean, do you know how many people out there are in the corporate world in soul sucking jobs where they're being mistreated? Yeah. Um, or how many people do you know uh, at the age of 50 have been suddenly let go for no reason? They were a great employee, but your number's up. Right. And to watch those people increase their confidence to start earning more money than they've ever earned before. I mean, you have to feel that too, Chris, watching people create courses and see how much money they can earn and how they can leverage. I mean, that's what I love about being a course creator too, is the leverage that you yeah. can have. Yeah, I think that's it. I think you nailed it because basically what you do is you take what fulfills you and then you give it out to literally an unlimited number of people. And then when you see yeah. it happen for them, 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 and then you have your crazy runaway success stories, you know, the people who are doing average, the people who are struggling that makes you want to improve your program or whatever, like mm -hmm. it just, mm -hmm. it just grows. It's like an exponential thing, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, and the offer for the VA matchmaking is is awesome. So thanks for doing that. That's Kathy at uh, expertvatraining.com. Uh, That's right. I, I hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll have to do this again sometime. Chris, you're a great interviewer. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet.